0: (laughs) (laughs) What a a
1: time to be alive. Hello and welcome to Talkie Talk, the podcast for the media by us. My name is Brent. I'm here today with Chris. Hello. TJ. Hi. And David. Bonjour. (laughs) So uh, we're going to be talking about the homework from, I don't know. A month ago. A month ago. (laughs) Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And uh, after that, we're just gonna be chit-chatting about something related to that movie. David, do you can you walk us through the uh, plot
0: of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because it's a it's a twisty plot. It's quite twisty in the uh, film noir tradition. Um, first of all, it's a 2005 directorial debut of uh, screenwriter Shane Black, mm-hmm. and it's got. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., he's Harry Lockhart, kind of a uh, two-bit thief and stuff. At the very beginning of the movie, he's in New York City trying to steal something for Christmas. Um, He's kind of uh, uh, caught by the cops, and him and his accomplice try to escape. His accomplice gets shot. He ducks into an audition, randomly enough, and uh, they think he's a method actor, because when they tell him in the scene that his partner didn't make it, he uh, accidentally... Has an amazing, uh, amazing reaction and, and kind of goes off page. And they say, We love this guy. Let's fly him out and get him an audition, which never really happens in the movie or is ever yeah. touched on again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a way to get him to Hollywood. So when he's in Hollywood, he goes to a, uh, a party of this producer and he meets a lot of our characters that we see there. Uh, one of them is. Uh, Harry Van, uh, Perry Van Shrike also known as Gay Perry played by Val Kilmer who's a private eye um, just kind of mingling around the uh, Hollywood party he also sees Michelle Monaghan uh, her name's Harmony who um, we've come to find out is actually someone he knows from childhood that came out to Hollywood to be an actress after really being impressed by the, uh, what's the author of the book's there's like some trashy, yeah, yeah. private eye book series. Hard-boiled detective yeah. book series. I forget what they're called. They're probably It's probably in here. But uh, from there, he agrees to go on a ride-along with Perry to kind of get in, uh, get some information about what his audition is going to be. And during that, they kind of witness a murder question mark? Yeah, we think. <laughs> we yeah. think. Or they commit one, or... Yep, <laughs>
1: they, they sort of get framed for...
0: Yep, kind of big sleep style. There's like a car that goes off of a... Rev- of off like a cliff, and they're right there. So they kind of go in to try mm-hmm. to uh, get the body and whatnot. And uh, then they have to dispose of that body, and by the time Harry goes back to his hotel room, they've uh, planted the body there to try to kind of frame him. And... Um, that kind of goes off from there, where Harmony, Perry, and uh, Harry all try to figure out what's going on. It's kind of a... The producer is a person who used to act in movies that filmed where Harry and Harmony used to live. And he's got a daughter who is supposedly in Paris or so, and kind of left, but mysteriously came back. We found out that there's kind of... Veronica. Uh, yeah, there's an actress who plays her to kind of uh, give him the mom's fortune or something, like sign away her they, something like yeah, that. Reconcile yeah. to make money, pretty much. Re- reconcile to make money. Um, we find out that Harmony's sister, who is uh, they think had a suicide, and they're trying to. Um, Harmony thinks that it was kind of a frame up that she did actually come to Hollywood and thought that this producer guy who acted in that film when they were kids. remember I just talked about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, She comes across him trying to seduce who she thinks is his actual daughter, but it's the actress playing his daughter. And she has some childhood trauma from their dad who used to abuse her when she's a kid. And come to find out, she actually did commit suicide. There's nothing hinky about that, but she was... um, wrapped up in this little plot to kind of cover up um kind of that whole situation
1: the the mark of a noir i feel like is uh that (laughs) if someone accurately describes the plot to someone else they sound like a four-year-old talking about a movie because it's just oh and then this guy did this thing yeah but it turns out he wasn't really this um
0: yep and there's a whole thing of like they think the movie <laughs> the movie plot is over, and then it's not like someone remembers something you know she didn't have any panties on, you know she just had a slip on and it's like, oh that's like the way a someone in a clinic would be or in a hospital <laughs> they go to a hospital and it's just like, show me what you have on in her there and there's just a woman <laughs> who just shows her bare ass and there you go there's the smoking gun <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, right. they I feel pretty of, good about how I felt about the movie after your review. Yeah, they kind of figure it all out and uh, they all go back for um, the sister's suicide's funeral and Perry uh, kind of rightfully berates the dad for being a monster and it's like a big tough guy and kind of berates him and puts him in his place as an old man. He's like bedridden. Yeah, <laughs> Slaps bedridden. Him around. And he's like big tough guy and it's like, yeah, I mean, that was the same thing he was doing to the little girl. You know, big tough guy to abuse a little girl like that. And then, uh. Yeah, the movie ends. Then the, cr- <laughs> then the credits roll. Is that satisfactory? The producer guy's name is Harlan Dexter. <laughs> I just read that part <laughs> Lord of the cock Rings. Yep. <laughs> the Native American Joe Pesci. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The there just so much going on
2: that had no business being in the film, I felt
0: like. Yeah. And well, it's kind of confusing because the movie itself does go all over the place, and just kind of a weird hallmark of this movie if you've never seen it. It's very... It tears down the fourth wall through voiceover a whole ton. I know we have varying takes on voiceover, but they it's very stylized in this movie about, like, uh, you know, he's... Obviously, in a movie, it's like, oh, here's that thing. It's like, whenever it's in a voiceover, it's like, here's that thing. that's going to come back later. And it it actually, you know, does, as you said, that it it will. I didn't mind that aspect of it. I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing I really,
2: yeah, nothing I really, like, can point to that was bad. It was just, all in all, it's like, oh, this was like a 90, or like a, you know, 50-minute film, and you struggled to fill out the last 50 minutes.
1: It reminded me a little bit of the long goodbye in
3: that, like, there's elements that just don't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just hearing, like hearing, the and thugs. reading the, the, the plot synopsis, I was trying to think like, what of this movie actually mattered? And it's like none of it. Very little. Yeah, it's like every, everyone thinks that that this woman committed suicide. They're framing someone for it, but like nothing changes. She did. <laughs> yeah, she did yeah. commit suicide. That's yeah. the end of it.
0: The whole thing is basically Harlan Dexter, the producer, is they they kind of uncover his plan. There's a shootout over the over the freeway, and that's kind of the big climax, but it's kind of the only real thing that happens in it. Yeah. (laughs) Besides frame-up and just a whole bunch of stuff.
2: There's just lots of, like, six-minute little, like, quippy dialogue between two cast members that is fun, but it just doesn't progress anything, It
0: it feels like a screenplay, like, I I don't know how I would qualify this, having no experience in this at all. It feels like a screenplay that someone has, like, held onto forever, and just, like, kept gilding the lily on it. you yeah, know what I mean? Tinkering with it. Yeah. Like, this is going to be what I'm going to direct and they just go back to it and like, oh, um, this is this would be kind of funny and just keep popping in and popping out on it.
3: Right. I
1: what? think as with a lot of Shane Black scripts, the jokes are hit or miss. Some do hit and plenty miss as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, man, I'm so glad that Robert edge Jr. turned it down from 11 a little bit
2: with the rest of his career moving forward. Because that was just a lot of like the Robert Downey Jr. like mm-hmm. mumbling over people. Yeah. It was just the whole damn
0: movie.
2: He's really good at that, but he's definitely mm-hmm. toned it down a little bit since then, I thought.
0: Yep. What'd you guys uh, think of it overall? In case it hasn't been clear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought there were it's like I said, sort of hit or miss in general, but I tended to like it. I thought the performances were pretty good and um I thought I remember liking the like the pacing of the movie. I feel like it just keeps moving on to like one thing. Whenever you get tired of some weird off the wall storyline, it moves on to something else that mm-hmm. that might be more interesting. Um I thought Michelle Monahan was good in the
3: movie.
1: And uh uh, also, I think I like Val Kilmer the most in the movie. I
3: yeah, him. I loved Val Kilmer. And if I have to
1: award
2: somebody a first place, it's Kilmer. but You do this. I just didn't... There wasn't anything there to be good at for me. You know what I mean? Just
3: kind of bored. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I'd seen it before, and I had remembered it not being clear, and that's not our fault. <laughs> yeah. it's the, that is the fault of the filmmaker, and that should definitely be a mark against... How, like, frenetic and seemingly, like, hastily put together when it's supposed to be a parody of. It's based off of a book which is a parody of hard boiled stories. But I think what it fails in is in hard boiled detective stories, it's, you know, they're very detail rich in the front. And Mm -hmm. then they very slowly and methodically weed out all the relevant versus irrelevant details Mm -hmm. until you have, like, a, a very plain picture painted. And people criticize hard-boiled novels for being procedural and being rote and repeatable, but that is exactly what they are. They're formulaic, mm-hmm. but there's no formula at all to this. Right? It is it, meandering guess, and just just lost. Yeah, I don't want to be,
2: you know, a person who's just like I don't like it, not my thing. But I guess. If, feel like I should probably blame the direction because I feel like there's not a lot. It is very hard to you know divide out what you need to know and what's important to the story. And if a m- movie is going to have two hours worth of relevant plot that's fine. But this movie obviously doesn't and there was
3: no way to tell what I needed to pay attention to and what I didn't need to pay attention to. Except for the weird times where <laughs> they would make fun of you for asking that question by Robert Tanner Jr. cutting in and saying hey this is going to be important later. Yeah. Yeah. Think yeah, but like, I mean, at the same time. No, I'm actually, yeah, it. I know, right? But I mean, like, he, he,
2: he pretty much introduces himself as unreliable in the first five minutes, so
1: yeah. you kind of know to tune out whatever the fuck he says. I do think Shane Black's a better screenwriter than he is a director. Um, I would agree. I feel like when he's given full control, he tends to be a little indulgent with, like, when he needs <clears throat> to sort of be refocused. I think he. I feel like somebody should always be there to sort of refocus him. I've heard a lot of the same complaints about the Predator, the new Predator movie. Well, it oh, makes yeah. sense too,
2: right? Like he focuses too much on the dialogue, on the on the screenplay when he's given complete control, which makes sense because he's a screenwriter. Yeah,
0: entire like uh, scenes or fifteen minute chunks are just they seem to be setups for like one liners. Yeah, yeah. of. Yeah. Right. They're like uh, you know dialogue delivery mechanisms.
1: Which makes the movies, I think, entertaining, but
0: shallow. I was entertained. It was a movie, like, I saw it, uh, I think I ran it from Blockbuster, around when it came out, and it was a big Major movie. That would, uh, <laughs> David's 60 years old. <laughs> on, the, on the Betamax. Yeah. Let's do it on the 8-track. We, we uh, cranked up the reels, just let it let it ride on our lithograph. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just old words. But, uh, even going back to it, I think I'm just like a more mature movie watcher, and I just don't have the attention span, maybe, that I used to. It just it seems very, uh, his directorial style, you guys perfectly touching on it, but it's like it's all over the place. I think his heroes are definitely those 70s directors whose main inspiration was cocaine to come up with <laughs> the, the pacing. Yes, yes. I, I was, I was thinking about the
1: influence of cocaine on, on all his scripts, <laughs> dating back to lethal weapon, which he wrote when he was like 23 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all, I feel like all his movies tend to be like offspring of lethal weapon of various mm-hmm. quality, but never quite getting back to lethal weapon. I think the yeah. best movie he's done is, is, uh, the nice guys.
0: Yeah, this movie, made me keep thinking of the nice guys, and something that I thought was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was actually in the nice guys, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nice. thinking back on it. And actually, I would rec- recommend that movie a lot more over this movie. I still enjoyed it, but it's not the movie I used to recommend, I guess, in my mind. Well, also, the the
1: uh, gay Perry jokes kind of just don't, they're not as funny anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was that thing we were literally talked about where, like, as a ruse for covering up, like, some bad guys coming by, Gay Perry literally kisses him, and Harry goes, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's, like, a little spit take, like, it's contagious. Such, like, an old uh, homophobic, like, 90s, 80s yeah kind of funny thing. Every
1: 90s sitcom had that at some point or another. Yeah. There's, there were lots of those kind of
2: things, too, that were, like, probably hilarious for 18 to 22-year-olds in 2005. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, the finger bit. It's just like, it just doesn't fucking matter. And they spent a good 15 minutes on like him bitching about his finger and the finger getting ripped back off and put back on and ripped back off. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't care.
0: And the do- <laughs> How many times have we seen a dog eat a finger?
2: Yeah, or just, like, any kind Wait, uh,
0: Wait, not <laughs> Hold that <on>. many. <laughs> Is that a- no, not for you guys. Whoa, whoa Should I start using that as a
3: tag on
1: Letterboxd? <laughs> dog <laughs> eats finger. finger. Dog finger food.
3: That's way more uh, appropriate than <laughs> finger eats dog. I do
2: feel like dogs eating like stuff like that though, like Yeah. The
0: dog, like,
3: dogs yeah. eat the MacGuffin. Right.
0: Dog eats the diamond. It carried away. Yeah. Dog eats the drugs, or dog eats the key, or dog eats the yeah. finger. Yeah.
3: Well, something about Mary. Dog does something. Dog jumps out the window. you thrown out the he, window. He's he, he dead at that point, right? He doesn't die. No, he's got a cast on as, uh, the same
2: as the... Yeah. all right But why does he bring about back to life? What does he ingest?
0: Speed. He gives him, like, so much speed. Remember, he thinks uh, it's, right. like, a downer, but it's, like... A ton of speed. That's right. That movie's silly. <laughs> <laughs> it is silly. Let's talk about something about Mary instead.
1: <laughs> anyway, I liked Kiss Kiss Bang Bang more than I disliked it, but I feel like there was a little uh, heavy dose of both in the movie. Of like and dislike. Of like and dislike. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, a push and pull of that. Mm-hmm. and
0: uh, Sometimes back to back. <laughs> yeah, it's in the same scene. <laughs> consecutive. Yeah, uh, oh. There was one part in particular with
2: him and her in the bed when he when she wakes up and accuses him of like molesting her while she's sleeping, and then she like finds the spider leg I think that's what that was on her boob, mm-hmm. and is like, oh I trust you now. And he's upset because I was like oh this is kind of interesting, but then it's just like that dynamic abandoned.
0: Mm-hmm. immediately it's like, well, why did I just watch this for six minutes it makes no sense yeah, it's an interesting setup to a scene it's like you shouldn't be the kind of girl who's okay with that right and then it's just like oh next scene yeah hijinks yeah <laughs> but yeah gay I, jokes I, I would agree that uh, Val Valcomer steals the movie he's just got so many funny uh, like refutations of of Harry <laughs> it's hard
1: to make uh, it's hard to make that character gay Perry work I think uh, but he finds a way to. Like it, it's hard to make it. It feels like I bet if you if I read that script, up it would feel like a caricature mm-hmm. more. I laughed out loud
2: at one scene, and it was him and Robert Allen Jr. on the roof when Robert Allen Jr. just won't shut the fuck up, and he's trying to tell him he's not going to get the part. That Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. he was just used, and Robert Allen Jr. just keeps like talking under his breath, and he's just like chop shut chop, <laughs> just can't get the words out. It was- <laughs> Well acted by Kilmer, I thought. I
0: also like the thing like uh, Robert Downey Jr. trying to correct his grammar. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> yeah. When good.
1: when so is it who corrects Downey's uh, Michelle corrects Michelle Lange first? Lange first. Yeah. yeah. And then he tries to correct Perry's grammar, but incorrectly. Incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, I thought those were the best jokes in the movie. Yeah. The uh, the grammar jokes. Well, yeah, that was good. What does he said to
2: tell him to do? Badly,
0: like, it's a fucking adverb. Yeah. Who taught you grammar? It's sleep badly.
1: It's sleep bad. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> and then you trust you the exact wording yeah. that
0: she used. You're saying the mechanism to sleep <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> but he doesn't even say it right. He's yeah. just like, yeah,
1: it's really good. Yeah. Oh, um, really funny. Okay, so mixed reviews on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang.
0: There are pockets of fun in there, but I don't know the overall at all works together. One
2: thing, too, the reviews at the time were pretty favorable, and I totally get that. It is a movie,
1: it is a good example of a film that doesn't age well. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a movie of its in multiple time. ways. Yeah. Because a lot of those jokes are going to hit much better in 2005, or whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, cool. So, we ranged from somewhere between Not Great to... Uh, it's just off my, my watch
2: list, probably. Mm-hmm. And probably just on most of y'alls yeah,
0: yeah I'd, pro- I'd probably recommend it but it's a uh, it used to be a ringing endorsement like t- 13 years ago now it's like if you're into that kind of thing
2: you even picked a weird like the gay jokes even are weird sometimes you picked a weird uh, movie like it wasn't like Gods and Dolls or something like a hot or something it was like uh, oh he's in Xanadu it's like gay people like Xanadu I didn't know that was a thing I guess that's the thing
0: I guess it's a roller skating musical so it is true <laughs> not deep as you can get yeah, roller skates in Sanity
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah I th- thought that was the whole thing Is that they were on roller skates like, the entire time
2: I guess every time I've seen like clips of Sanity I thought it was Starlight Express <laughs> <laughs> which is also
0: on roller skates <laughs> <laughs> is this to do on roller skates?
2: yeah okay. this, this has keep, been keep, roller skating. Sk- keep listening
0: folks we will
1: get to the <laughs> bottom of this <laughs>
2: Gotta dial up my Mindspring account
1: We'll look it up So uh yeah, Let's like go get it
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> This movie is sort of an Interesting nexus point for t- Two of the main actors In that uh, Robert Downey Jr. Had been Well started to been ab- abandoned By Hollywood at this point He was uh
0: Well let's not call it Abandoned Maybe some of it at his own hands. Yeah,
1: he could have had some agency in that. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think it was wrong, but I think he was, uh, yeah, he was a problematic actor to hire. Um, and uh, this movie, I don't know if this was the spark. I don't know if this was the catalyst, but it definitely was around the time that the uh, the Downey Renaissance began. There are a few movies you can point to. I think. Yeah. Is this, this is a, when, when did Vertigo come? Uh, not Vertigo. Uh, Zodiac come out. Oh 07. So, maybe seven. Two years later. So after this, okay. Um,
0: I think they said. Um, maybe it's this movie. I thought Kevin Feige and the producers of Iron Man said. They saw him in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and thought he would be a good Tony Stark.
2: Yeah, if you have to pick one movie to point to as the, like, catalyst of the relaunch, it's definitely Iron Man. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah. I mean, Um, Tropic Thunder was in the late aughts, too. It was 2008.
3: Yeah. Same year as Iron Man. And on the other hand, we've got Val Kilmer. After this movie, I can't find a... I've seen one that he was in after this. Me too. Me
2: too. Oh, two now. I, know, I
1: guess I've also seen one.
2: You, I know me and you watched one together. Not together,
0: but... There's one I really liked him in.
2: He was in uh, Song to Song. Oh, wow. Remember? Oh, yeah, he <laughs> is in Song to Song. Yeah, because he cause I, shows, shows up and you're like, shit. Oh, my
1: God, it's Val Kilmer.
2: He's the lead singer of a metal band in Austin City Limits.
1: Weird. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Highlight of that film, though. <laughs> just me like,
1: Hey, it's Val Kilmer.
2: That was the most fun I had. <laughs> Watching
0: them. And I liked him, shit. and he's definitely not the best part, but he's also the villain. I think his name's Von Kunth in McGruber. Uh, I, I never saw ever saw It is really good. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. It is one of those like huge bombs that's actually secretly super funny. Yeah. Super weird. actually loved it. And yeah. uh,
3: awesome. I, I saw, saw him. At some point. I, I assumed I, it was shit. Me too. I really liked the uh, Werner Herzog directed uh, Neo Noir. Film, uh Bad and Port of Call in New Orleans. Oh, was he in that? Yep. I didn't realize that. I saw that years ago. It was Where good. What did the first
1: one? Come good. Out? It's like early nineties Yeah, ninety 90s, 90s.
2: 90 yeah. two
0: or
2: something. <clears throat> yeah, I never saw Port of Call. I heard good things about Cage especially.
3: Yeah.
2: I think it's, it's Who's the female lead? I wanna say it's Rosario Dawson, so I think it's probably somebody who's I don't know that I would like pair with her. I don't know. Trying to get me to be racist. <laughs> see you. I just came up with your is.
3: You're just doing it all yourself, <laughs> buddy. Yeah. That's just, it shit. Eva Mendez.
2: Eva Mendez. Yeah. Damn it. I was <laughs> really hoping for, like, it's Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> like, see, I'm not
1: racist. Eva Mendez. Fuck. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, your favorite Val Kilmer performances? It's really hard for me not to pick, uh, Tombstone, Doc
0: Holiday. It's yeah, pretty great. easy for me not to pick it because I still have never seen it. You should see it before you see Mandy. <laughs> <Okay>. Why? <laughs> the,
1: uh, or is this just a list we're compiling. The on? director of Mandy, his dad directed Tombstone.
0: That's <laughs> uh, true. Oh, okay. So
1: obviously they're related. Cosmos Cosmetos Senior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: what's, what's his the, name? The, <laughs> what's his name? Panera Bread Cosmetos. <laughs> yeah. Panera Bread broccoli soup. Cosmetos. <laughs> Comatose. <laughs> uh, dang, it's really hard for me to pick out anything. Oh, I do uh, a movie Chris and I really like. Yes. I don't think a lot of people have seen is another
3: neo noir. I think, just really likes the noir. Yeah, the Sultan Sea. No, you'll have talked about
0: it before Yeah, yeah. It, I I uh, I really recommend that one, especially vi- vi- uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as a uh, kind of a. The big bad drug guy,
3: drug kickpin who's snorted so much blow that his nose had to be surgically removed because it was there was too much <laughs> necrotic tissue. So oh, he great. wears, <laughs> so he wears a
0: prosthetic nose. It's like a Richard Harrow nose mask. Yeah, not getting too
3: far off topic,
2: but I feel like Denofrio is one of those like, man, I really hope he gets like nominated for an Oscar one day because he's been great
3: in several movies. Oh he, my god, he gets committed. Yeah, there's like. If if someone was like you know method actor Vincent D'Onofrio has passed away today after struggling with X and then you find out it's like oh it was for a role I'd be like not surprised at all yeah if he like overdosed because he was playing a drug addict it's like
0: all right I seriously think if the if the Academy Awards back in the day were genre blind it, him and him in Men in Black is so committed and so amazing. good so good I life. love his
1: I got a poop walk. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe like good Val Kilmer movies
2: though to, to get back to what we were talking about, well, uh, talking about his career <laughs> <laughs> Um, even like decent movies that I remember him being in like I think The Ghost in the Darkness is pretty pretty good movie he's pretty bad at it though I mean I watched it this past week it's hmm. not very good I mean I th- and for me he's the worst Batman
0: yeah when I think of them, the movie I've probably seen the most was Batman Forever and then I think of just other bad movies like the Saint he was in. Saint <laughs> was
3: awful. Good. I watched
2: that last week too. Yeah.
0: God.
3: So there's, there's. I mean, the one where he got a lot of credit for his transformation was in uh, the Doors. Oh, um, he was really good. At the Doors, really good. Jim, at Jim Morrison. Morrison. Hmm. And then uh, we're feeling
0: Top Gun. Yeah, I'm not a big Top Gun fan. Not either, really. But
3: there's a uh, a Top Gun Maverick movie. Yeah, 2020. is he, he going to be in it? Yeah, cool. as Man. driving drones
2: from
1: TJ Maxx. Is there going to be a a joke about him being slightly melted man? (laughs) Frozen water man? Slightly melted ice man? Oh, there's Willow.
3: There's Mad Marga and Willow. Oh, yeah, he's... I would call him the
2: lead Willow, but I was a kid and I didn't know what words meant.
0: (laughs) Potato.
1: (laughs) I think Top Gun
0: is... It's a great potato Top
1: Gun. (laughs) I think Top Gun is great for what it is, which is not... Like, I don't think it's a great movie, but I think it's a great slice of 80s culture. Which just... Yeah. More than it is a movie. Yeah, it's just so iconic. It's just like, yeah.
0: 80s, the, 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 revivalism, masculinity, celebration movie, or... It's a very, like, Re-
1: Reagan-era movie. USA movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. He's also in Heat.
0: Oh, oh he is good.
1: Yeah. yeah, he is good
3: in Heat. God, never seen Heat. It's a great movie. It's a, yeah, it's an amazing
0: movie. Yeah, I've heard.
3: Was he just like in every Tony Scott movie? <laughs> Sorry, I need to stop looking at IMDb. That does not lead for good discussion. Me just like randomly saying titles of movies or other actors like Vincent D'Onofrio, whose career we could examine.
0: It is interesting that they're both kind of contained in this movie, and they both had interesting arcs. So Danny Junior you know, through the 80s and the uh, <coughs> 90s. Like, he gets nominated for an Academy Award, and then he's like a golden boy for a while. He gets thrown into romantic comedies and all these different movies, and he's got personal demons and drug problems that kind of kill him. And then he, he has this as, like, his... Uh, kind of starts the downy sauce of him coming back. And Val Kilmer was just kind of a weirder self sabotages he was just always known as a weird asshole yeah who was a horrible person to direct you would get either super method or incredibly standoffish and not work with anybody and he had weird behavioral problems so they both had their own kind of self-sabotaging demons and they come together for a really like fluffy kind of light quippy movie
2: yeah yeah I mean the Downy arc is strange I mean, it's not as crazy because he did have Chaplin and that success, but, like, I mean, it'd be like if Molly Ringwald just became, like, Wonder Woman in 2005, and everybody was like, ah, oh, it's Molly Ringwald, she's great. I mean, he was, he was gone for most of our, like, high school years, he wasn't really doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can't name many Downing movies of, like, the late
2: 90s. Between,
0: like,
1: Heart and Soul and
2: this. <laughs> it's like, it.
0: The thing, thing in between is, like, Ally McBeal. He was on yeah. Ali McBeal, and there's a famous thing that he just started to be uninsurable by studios, who'd have to you know do insurance in case he overdosed or couldn't complete the movie. Is just got to be too expensive to <laughs> even use him, and now he's you know the most profitable actor in pretty much all of Hollywood. Right.
1: See, where would he rank? You think on like Hollywood comeback stories? Like he's up there. Is he one of the greatest? I can't, off the top of my head, think of anybody else who immediately comes to mind. No.
0: As far as, like, leading man level? Well, I think... I it's just anything... It's, I think Travolta and
1: Pulp Fiction was pretty big at the time. It's a big one. In terms of just, like, so many producers out there just really like, absolutely not. We're not hiring this guy. To the... Going from that to being huge
3: well, you know,
0: Catherine Hagel's got a new movie out. She <laughs> might <may> be on Z is <laughs> <upcoming>. for zero. <laughs> <laughs> she's also more on the uh, Val Kilmer slide of self sabotage. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, other Hollywood comeback stories on, on this list is uh, Courtney Cox. Because after the finale of Friends, she was nowhere to be found. And then all of a sudden, she's back on Cougar Town, which mm-hmm. is apparently a good show. It gets good reviews Cougar
1: Town, I've always heard it was a a classic example of a good show with an awful name yeah a name that made no one want to watch it mhm which I was thinking about already with uh the Salton Sea because I was like oh I thought I just assumed the Salton Sea was like some uh, like two old people with a message and a bottle <laughs> <laughs> that's what I it's thought. like Kevin Klein and Michelle Pfeiffer star in this uh
0: <laughs> Nancy Myers, the Salton <laughs> Sea yeah
3: um, Drew Barrymore is a big example uh, that's, 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 that's a great one that fits the downy that definitely yeah, fits where yeah. she was like doing, like, loads of blow when she was 13 years old because yeah. who her parents were and she could get all this access to gloves. I mean, she, <laughs> lives, she lives that, like, Jesus life where it's like, I remember when she was a kid
2: and
1: then when she was 30, <laughs> everything <laughs> in the middle was, she wasn't on DVD. Yeah, it's like, it's in the middle is is Poison Ivy and Playboy shoots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
0: like, the famous David Letterman interview. Yeah. Where she, like, flashed David Letterman. And then and she and just, unhinged. Batman she meets, Forever? Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she meets, uh, what a collection. she meets Adam Sandler and suddenly she's just America's sweetheart adorable yeah. again
0: yeah
1: is that the movie that flipped her career uh, wedding singer
2: it's, it's around there
1: yeah she's, and she, yeah, uh, Scream
2: uh, I think has a big part cre-
3: Scream I know she wasn't a big role
2: in that but like so iconic and everybody was like oh it's it's her yeah. Yeah.
3: Scream the wedding singer Charlie's never, Angels never been kissed, never been kissed. around that time period she, she just started to get some yeah. like leading lady movies <laughs> right uh, also uh, self-destruction Mickey Rourke yeah. Oh, yeah, he's he's found a little bit of a, a renaissance late in his career. Sin City, The Wrestler,
0: mm-hmm.
3: his bit roles there. Sin City mm-hmm. Two, Iron Man Two, The Wrestler Two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving Joaquin Phoenix credit. I don't think that he belongs on this list because it was all staged. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he also never really went away. Right, like
2: he was still he was a good shit all. He was
1: never really there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I hate you. <him. laughs>
1: Oh no, that table's fragile enough.
3: And uh, I didn't even uh, proof this list at the end. Number one, RDJ. Yeah. Nice. It makes sense. It's hard to go. I
1: mean, those are pretty extremes for RDJ. Yeah. Too. Drew's a good one, though. Yeah.
2: She
3: fits that, what Brett was talking about she's, specifically. She's really strange on Norm Macdonald has a show. I've seen that episode. It's the only other one that I've seen. is so bizarre. It is, it is weird. Hmm. She makes him explain a joke. That is so obvious. Yeah, and she's just like, I just don't get jokes. I'm like, well, that's what I love. I love people who don't get jokes. You should. You
1: shows run by comedians is definitely the place for you. <laughs>
2: no um, wonder she's
0: in Adam Sandler movies still. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder that's how she got Blended. We're at forty. Nice. It's not bad. Yeah.
2: If we want to move to the new homework. Yeah. Did you want to do some sort of game? We can if we want to. Who wants to run it?
3: We can all play. Do we have a game in mind? Name the movies from those two. Oh. Do you want me judge it? I've been looking at their IMDb pages.
0: For Go like for it. A you it. What you minutes. can remember is eligible. <laughs> 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 that's
1: what you're going to try to name. Yeah, so we should explain what we're doing, not to start. Okay, we're going to name random movies now. Go.
0: <laughs> that's kind of
1: the rest of the pod. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: that's true. We should do Downy, because we've already done a lot of Kilmer. All right, we'll do Downy.
0: I like both, but... We'll do both. I can do both.
3: Right.
0: How how much do you remember what we talked about? We'll see. (laughs) We'll go quick. It's my guess.
2: So yeah, we're gonna name uh, any film that features either Val Kilmer or Robert Downey Jr. is eligible, and we're gonna just keep going. When you don't have one, you're out. We'll crown a champion. They'll rule the world. (laughs) That's how this works.
1: Go ahead, Brent. It was your homework. Uh, Avengers: Age
3: of Ultron. God.
0: Kiss kiss bang bang.
3: <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Spider Man homecoming. Iron Man three. <laughs> Avengers.
0: The Avengers. By Marvel. <laughs> Featuring the Avengers. <laughs> okay. Uh Iron Man Two. Iron Man.
1: <laughs> Captain America Civil War. He's in the Incredible Hulk. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um,
3: Ghost in the Darkness, The Sultan Sea, Tombstone, Top Gun, The Saint. (laughs) I'm confusing in my mind Uh, Pierce Brosnan and Val Kilmer. Now (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they both occupy that same kind of like bad like like poor casting leading man. Yeah, Mm I don't know. I'm tired of this game already. The Doors, (laughs) Top Secret. McGruber,
1: Zodiac, real genius, the soloist, uh, Traffic Thunder, Chaplin, uh, Weird Science,
2: Heart and Soul,
1: um, U.S. Marshals. The Judge <laughs> Nice Judge is good Movie sneaky good uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, Less than zero It's a good downy performance
0: Sherlock Holmes Book of Secrets
1: I think that's a National
3: Treasure <laughs> <laughs> <maybe>. Yep I <laughs> I'm,
0: not, I'm not that I'm out.
1: <laughs> This Book of Shadows Fuck uh,
2: Batman Forever Hmm Song to
3: song? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> there are certainly Marvel movies that we yeah. Did we say Infinity War? No. <laughs> right, breezy wins. Breezy wins. Hey, right, we got homework for next week. So, the homework, you can find it on Netflix. Sweet. Um, we've previously done a... Uh, A movie, I don't think it's by the director. I don't know if Jeremy Saulnier uh, uh, directed I Don't Feel At Home in This World Anymore. No, that was. um, I don't think he did. That was Megan Blair. Okay. Wrote and directed it. Right. Okay. Well, I am assigning their 2018 movie, Hold the Dark. It's uh, written by Megan Blair, directed by Jeremy Saulnier, starring uh, Jeffrey Wright, Riley Keough. And uh I already forgot the other lead. But it looks interesting. Is uh, this
1: made for Netflix?
3: I don't know. I think maybe it was. Okay. But I'm not sure. I'm just curious. But uh Kelly and I just finished Westworld season two, and so we saw something with Jeffrey Wright in it, so we watched the trailer, and then I was like, Oh, this movie looks neat, and then I saw who wrote it, and I was like, hey, I need to I've seen all the other ones, so yeah. I'm gonna see this. It was a
2: Netflix distribution. I don't think it had a
3: theatrical release. The movie again is Hold the Dark, available now on Netflix. Netflix. A couple of
0: Netflix original movies I actually want to see after a bunch of uh, direct combined with some fun romantic comedies.
3: Well, maybe soon you'll get to assign homework. Set it up was one, fun. One day.
2: <laughs> Me and David both had fun watching that.
0: By, this, uh, by our schedule, we'll get to Hold the Dark in mid-November. Yep. Of <laughs>
1: 2019. <laughs> All right, that was Talking Talk. Podcast for the Media Bias. Check out our site and see our stuff at themediabias.com. You can interact with us on Facebook with our groups blah, 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 blah. Movies Bias, TV Bias, and Games Bias. You can uh, send us an email at themediabias at gmail.com. You click, click, can click, click, click. Tweet, tweet with us at themediabias. The, Media bias. Oh, the no. most helpful thing you could possibly do is give us a rating. And subscribe to the podcast on the podcasting app of your choice. And before we go, we'd like to give a genuine thanks to the Willow Walkers who provide Willow our intro music. Thanks. Willow and Willow thank you to Boo Reefa Boo. who provide the outro music, which I will press play and begin playing now.
0: Bye. Gracias. Bye. Bro.
3: Kicking rocks,
1: down old dusty roads, small towns, slow pokes, long time ago,
0: kicking out records of all the
1: things that I know, all the things that I know.